Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. As always, I'm your host, Brent Coley, elementary principal in beautiful and currently quarantined Southern California. So we are, I uh, haven't, haven't left the house in several days, uh, but that's okay. It's all good. We're all getting healthy. And uh, joining me today, I'm excited to uh, get to share some stories with uh, Dr. Edward C. Dr. Ed, how are you? Doing well. How are you, Brent? I'm uh, I'm fantastic. As I said, we're 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 housebound right now in in California, <laughs> but that's but that's okay because uh, I was reading an article this morning. Uh, there's worse pl- there's worse places to be. I, I'm I'm home. Oh, absolutely. My- yeah, you it's know, like we I'm home- are. Um, we're in a a fairly fortunate scenario to have the ability to even do something like a self quarantine. Um, in a lot of places in the world, um, self-isolation is just not a, a reality for yeah. them. Um, and I, th- I do think that uh, sometimes, despite the difficulties, you know, it's, it is important to look at what are the, the benefits that we have right now. There's never been a better, a better time for self-quarantine than today. Yeah. Look at the, the advances that we've had in technology. It's just the fact that we can have this uh, this call today yeah. is just a testament to, to how, how much things have changed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lesson in perspective that, that we can, we can let ourselves complain, but then if we stop and say, yeah, but look where we are. And I could call <laughs> Uber Eats and somebody could deliver food exactly. to my doorstep and leave it on. It's and, and not everyone in the world has that. So we're, we're going to choose to focus on the positive. So, so for, for anyone who's not familiar with, with Dr. Ed and his work, who are you, my friend? To give us a little background on, on, on who you are. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, that's a, like, that's a, a tall It doesn't have order. to be like a whole life story. <laughs> just like, so uh, educational, professional the, background. The first thing you probably need to know about me is uh, I'm a Canadian born, um, like a parent, a Chinese who has uh, immigrants. Like my, my parents were kind of grew up in Hong Kong and China, and then they went to Toronto to study and then came to Calgary, Alberta uh, for work. And um, ever since I was like kind of really young, I've always, I, I, I was one of those kids who probably had undiagnosed ADHD kind of right from the beginning. So I, I really, really struggled uh, with school probably up until around grade seven, where I discovered a, um, a, t- a teacher who really changed my perspective on everything. And I, I would like, attribute a lot of my, my pivot in direction uh, to this one teacher. And it's very much one of the reasons why I'm in education today um, is because of the, the influence that some teachers can have. And so that is an area that I'd like to, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping I can give you a little bit of a preview uh, of what that looks like, because I think it's very relevant for today. Oh, like we were yeah. talking just earlier about, you know, how fortunate we are to have all of this technology and how you, we wanted to look on the bright side of things. And, you know, at the same time, while this is a huge crisis, a lot of what you mentioned before, the Uber Eats, wouldn't exist mm-hmm. if there wasn't the previous housing crisis, right? Because if you look at the previous housing crisis, yeah. like that is where we got Airbnb. That is where we got Uber. This is where we got um, Slack. A number of large companies, they started up at this exact time. 
And so times of crisis are bad. They are really, really hard. But there are also times where we start to really reflect, to be very creative, um, because it's a, it's a survival thing. Yeah. And I felt that way many, many years ago, you know, in, in high school, like as somebody who was barely passing, um, just, I did terrible at school. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, and I like, you can imagine like, you know, just as somebody who kind of falls behind as you keep going, you know, cause nobody knew about this stuff at the time, like the ADHD, they weren't like giving special sure. um, training or anything for that. So you, you just fall behind, you just keep falling more and more behind. And uh, I got really good at uh, cheating. I could probably tell you more about cheating on tests. Oh boy. You know, I can't do it <laughs> about like the actual like learning. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I, I had this deal with like one of the, the other students. So we would like pass our assignments back to be hand graded because the teacher didn't want to grade them. Um, and so uh, we would like kind of modify each other's answers. And then that's one of the ways that we, uh, we were able to, to do it. And, they're like, something's wrong here. Like the teacher saw it and was like, oh, something's not right here. Like these are not corrected. Like these are not marked correctly at all. Yeah. And so like the, the time of reckoning <laughs> was coming. Let's just put it that way. Um, and what, like I, I thought, man, that's it. I'm done for, you know, like uh, my parents were, were going to be there. Like I was meeting yeah. with the teacher. I was like, oh God. <laughs> How am I going to explain this to them? And you know what he did? Really shocked me. He, he wasn't like, you know what? Like he's been caught cheating <laughs> and you need to like, you know, yeah. punish him um, sure. in a pretty severe way. No, he didn't say that. He said, you know what? I know Ed is uh, struggling in school, but he's creative. Hmm. So it's going to be okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Taking, taking something that's how many teachers would have uh, gone the route, the, 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 first, the first route that you suggested that, hey, he's cheating, punitive, boom, 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 boom. Again, not saying that cheating is okay, but, but he, he was recognizing that, that creativity you had and trying to, trying to move you in the right direction. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Sorry. No. Just think about how many, um, how far we've come, you know, with zero tolerance policies and, you know, um, very strict, you know, rules like the suspensions, you know, like those kind of things so quick. I deserve that. All of that. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, that wasn't what was given to me. Instead, um, the, the main message that I got was, I believe in your creativity. And for that reason, I'm going to give you a chance hmm. uh, to express that creativity. And we're going to do this. We're, we're going to make this happen. And, uh, you know, that was really interesting for me. Um, you know, I consider myself as somebody with um, undiagnosed uh, ADHD, as somebody whose uh, left side and right side of their brain is like really closely connected. 
There's like sure. a, a bazillion connections. Um, and if you look at the way I, I take notes, um, I don't know, you may not be able to see this, but uh, yeah. I'll essentially it's a mind map. Sure. Right. And it's just like a starburst of stuff all the time. And I think you're going to see that in all of the work that I do is that, you know, that's kind of how my brain thinks. It doesn't, it doesn't think in a, in a linear fashion, right? Like having yeah. like, you know, mind maps with different colors and stuff. Yeah. Like that's, that's how, that's the and way for, that I think. And for people listening, he, we're, we're doing a zoom right now. So I'm able to see, yeah, he's, it's, he's got arrows and think. So picture right now, your <laughs> colors, mind, your, yeah. your, your, your uh, flow chart, mind map, it, it, yeah. it's colored. And, and, and I think that's fantastic because, what you're showing me right here and what, what people who are listening can, can picture is that's how your mind works. So okay. that's the way you should be taking notes. And that would be something like for teachers listening and administrators. And it's like, however a student's mind works, it's like, don't put them in a box. All right, we're going to take, again, not to, not to say there's not a place to learn Cornell notes and, and mm. things like that, because there mm-hmm. is, but, um, Ultimately, what's the point? What's the point? What's the purpose? When you take notes to learn something, you take notes to remember something, to to ingrain it in our minds. Let's do something that, because because that right there may not that that would not be the way I would take notes. I like that, yeah. but that's not my def- that's not my default. Um, yeah, that's okay. I, like, I go to university <laughs> lectures these days where I see everyone on a laptop literally like following the slide. Like, I don't even know why you bother. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like these people are going to learn nothing. Mm-hmm. I, and this is one of the things is like writing notes in this format, like a mind map yeah. does several things. One is it forces your mind to not write everything. I, I don't have enough space. I can't write that fast. If you sure. type, you could probably type almost as fast as people talk. I cannot write as fast as people talk. So I have to summarize on the spot. Not only do I have to summarize and use less words, I also need to draw connections. I need to know the structure. I need to know how everything fits in immediately. I need to be coming up with that structure. So later when I'm reviewing it, my review includes the the visual structure. Mm. This goes before this. This idea is connected to this. You have to understand that when he's explaining this, he's actually explaining the same concept. Yeah. And this is the big thing that I see is today all knowledge is connected. And if we are not drawing those connections actively, yeah. what are we doing? Like we're yeah. just sitting there, like why don't you just go and watch a bunch of YouTube videos today? Yeah. You're gonna learn nothing. Yeah. Right? Like again, why I love why <laughs> Yeah, why why are you writing if we're writing it down just to write it down? Yeah. What's the point? But like you said, you're you're synthesizing as you're going. You're making the connections right. as you're going and you're you're creating those neural connections, which is what makes which, which is learning. <laughs> Otherwise it's just rote, it's just wasting ink and a pen that, that exactly. you're not necessarily yeah. Like Brent, I I love that that kind of like um it reminds me what you said, Brent, reminds me of the the I think it was Dewey who quoted we don't learn from experience. We learn from reflecting mm-hmm. on experience. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a lecture or any type of environment, how much reflection are you actually doing? Yeah. Is the teacher or the instructor just like a content delivery mechanism for you? Are you actually thinking about the stuff mm-hmm. that you learn? Like, and you know, right now, um, I'm off on a tangent a little bit, but that's no, okay. you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, this is, this <laughs> this is how is my good. brain works. <laughs> keep going, keep going. But, 
I think the key is right now I'm homeschooling my kids mm-hmm. and I know that there are a lot of parents out there and a lot of teachers out there really scared about yep. screen time. And you know what really irks me about the research and all the data on screen time is it totally varies, mm-hmm. right? Even the pediatrics association says, okay, screen time before three years, no good. And then afterwards they say, but, oh, but if it's a Zoom call or if it's a video call or a voice call, it's fine. Really? Really? Yeah. Like, what's the difference, right? And so what they're saying is, and, and I think this is like a lot of people are misinterpreting this to go, oh, we'll just do FaceTime and it, it, it's like totally okay. Oh, cool. I didn't know I had that color. Look at that. Um, <laughs> so one of the things, okay, so one of the differences here is it's about, and I don't mind my kids watching a lot of TV, but what I tell them, like there's, the, there's two types of TV, right? So there is junk TV, mm-hmm. which is stuff that you watch and you don't do any of it. And then there's good TV where you're watching some stuff, but you're acting on this. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the practice that you have that actually builds skills. You can watch all the videos you want, but until you actively practice it, until you, you try to do it, you fail, you improve, you iterate, you become creative with it, that's the only time you're actually going to build any type of skill. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, I love that, that, that quote about reflecting. It's because I think people, we think, oh, well, you learn from experience and that that's stopping short. It's, it's yeah. when we reflect on the experiences or, and I would take it the, 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 the next step too is, is what this podcast is all about, which is storytelling, which is how many times when, when someone is giving a lecture or, or, or teaching or something like that and they, they relate it to a story. And why is that effective for people? I mean, because in, in, in my book, I did a little research that, that storytelling like produces neurochemicals that Mm -hmm. that create feelings of empathy of connection and that's why storytelling is effective so when someone tells a story like the story that you have shared it's like that (laughs) there were neurochemicals being created in my mind as i'm listening to that it's just like and and i will remember that rather than just say Mm -hmm. no creativity is important Mm -hmm. it is but but if all you said was creativity is important that would probably not be lasting as much as it is you've told a story and people who are listening right now will, will walk away like, wow, yeah, that, that, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- I'm just in terms of creativity, you mentioned like right now, you and my son's in the next room right now. He's a freshman in high school. He's working mm-hmm. on <laughs> his work right now. My daughter's a freshman in college. She's home. Uh, distance learning as well, doing doing her work right now. But parents all over the world are are doing this right now. And I think I was jotting some notes down. There's never been a better time to give students opportunities to be creative. Would you agree? In terms of in terms yes. of the, the the current situation that we're in right now, for example, in California, in the United States, the state testing. The, the, the testing that normally right now, if we were in school today, we would be getting ready to start our state assessments, our annual That's high right. stakes testing that, that nobody really likes, but <laughs> we have to do this year. We're not doing it because of the, because of the health crisis that has been s- suspended this year. So that's, that's like 
off the table. We don't have to worry about test prep. We don't have to worry about that. It's like, what an opportunity. I know, as somebody, like, like as an educator who like lives and dies by the results of these mm-hmm. tests, it's kind of like, wow, what do I do with myself now? Yeah. Like, I've been, I've been doing this this whole time. And I think uh, going back to your point earlier, Brent, about reflection, yes, now is the best time, you know, to also be creative. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, now is also the best time to reflect. Mm-hmm. As educators, you're going to have way more time to yourself than you've ever had in your entire yeah. life. And what this means is you're going to be thinking about things that you may not have had to think about for years because you've been so busy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we fill up our lives with these things that become overwhelmed. Like they, they take over our lives, like all the busyness of our lives yeah. just means that we don't have to reflect at all. Yeah. And uh, that's not a good thing. No, right? like no. We're learning more about ourselves. Like creativity comes, like I, I consider it to be a form, it's self-expression. Yeah. It's who you are expressed in terms of what you do, how you act. Um, what you say, how you sing, like there are different ways that people express, but this is why creativity is so powerful. It's so connected to intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big challenge of today, like with the world's information at your fingertips, the challenge is not, you know, running through material or content delivery. The yeah. challenge is motivation, like oh. intrinsic motivation. And that's it. Oh, if you as an educator can do that, they're going to learn on their own and they have to learn on their own right now. And right now, yeah, more more than ever in terms of we're not together, we're not face to face. And in terms of we've had conversations with our teachers over the last several weeks when we've done our, our, our weekly and our daily Zoom meetings and stuff like that, like how are things going? We've talked about what, what if they don't do it? Like what if yeah. what if we put the, the stuff out there and they don't do it, and and, and it, we came back to that the 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 phrase you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But that I love and I don't remember where I heard it. I think it was David Terrio. So David, if you're listening, I believe you're the first person, and I'll give you credit even if you weren't the first person who said it. You can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, but you can make it thirsty. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think that is the creativity component that we're looking at right now because our teachers, the shackles have been brought off in terms of like, don't worry about state testing right now. They have opportunities to be, and it's a challenge, no doubt. It's a challenge, but, but opportunities to be creative in terms of what, they, what they're asking their students to do in terms of opportunities to create what are you learning? Like, let's do things like that, but also creativity and how they deliver that. And because again, we can't go to their house right now. <laughs> our, our the health orders, yeah. we can't do that. And traditional um, reinforcement techniques and things like that, they're not available to us. So right now, the best tool we have at our disposable at our disposal is making students thirsty thirsty yeah. to learn and 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 by doing that if you let a student be creative if you say don't put them in a box here complete this digital worksheet if you say make something and it, with with very few parameters or, or it's something like that they may make something like you like a, a mind map there somebody may make a poster they may make a video they may make a wrap they may i mean how many different things because i'm at the elementary level 
there's so many things to make them thirsty. So I, I love that analogy of making them thirsty. And I, I'd like to see if we can expand that analogy to find out what they are thirsty for. For, yeah. Because right now, and as somebody, as a parent who is homeschooling uh, two kids, like my, my oldest is in grade one and my youngest is in a preschool, mm-hmm. they love pirates and they love ninjas. So whatever I do, and that can be the school material that we have to do anyways, mm-hmm. or it can be something else, it has to relate to those two subjects. I was also homeschooling um, my sister's daughter, who is just completely obsessed with Frozen. Mm. And so, yeah, we're going outside, we're, we're building, you know, an Olaf, and we're trying to think of <laughs> how to do it, right? Yeah. Exactly. These are the kinds of things that we need to start with, yeah. right? Like, this is the thing is, like, creativity has to start at some point and yeah. it has to start with their interests because that's where they have deep knowledge, right? You need deep knowledge yeah. in order to actually be creative. Now, it may not be in a, oh, a super academic area, but because they have this deep knowledge, they're going to find ways to connect it. So mm-hmm. if I tell them, you know, this packet, you know, is now a, so this is the thing is, my kid is really into pirates and ninjas and Taekwondo. Um, you know, and one, one of the days he came to me and he said, I don't want to do folding clothes. You know, folding clothes is boring. Hmm. I said, really? Folding clothes is boring? You mean to tell me that you can't pretend that you're like a, a folding clothes robot and that is trying to fold clothes as efficiently as possible? You're telling me that you can't imagine that the pants that you're folding is like a, a board, like a wooden board that you need to chop, uh-huh. you know, when you're folding it. Yeah. You can't imagine that the socks that you're putting into different piles are like ninja stars that you're like throwing in different areas. And mm-hmm. I told him this. There's no such thing as boring tasks, just boring imaginations. Mm. Right? Like if you were really creative and if you really understood your interests, you would put that into every single task. It doesn't matter how boring the task is. It's as boring as you make it. Yeah. Exactly. The boring, boring comes from your head. Boring comes from your lack of creativity. Boring does not come from the teacher's material. We think it does. We think, oh, it's because the, the teacher is really boring. You know what? Every teacher is boring, right? Every material. This is why I have to do like mind maps, you know, yeah. like I have to do these like crazy ways of drawing. It's a very creative way. It's me. It's how I express myself in yeah. thought. It is how I maybe if I need to doodle, I doodle, right? And this is the thing is we, we, we limit that creativity to just this one small area. Oh, I'm going to draw a painting. I'm going to be creative there. No, you're yeah. not. Right. Yeah. I think the 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 key that I have here is, and and this I'm gonna if it's okay with you I'm gonna go back to where yeah. I was before. Yeah. Uh, and that story that I I was talking about the, you know he said he, he said he's creative, mm-hmm. and so he gave me opportunities not only to be creative in my Fr- this is French language arts writing. Okay. Um, I wrote like some stories. Um about like 
this this letter read, letter writing story, and I, I wrote it in a very different way than pretty much every other student out there. And he was like, "Wow, this is so cool! Let me present it in front of the whole class. Let me show off this creativity." So he created this framework, you know, this community of people who really appreciated creativity. Mm. And from that point on, every single assignment, no matter how boring, was always related to creativity, right? Like going up into Uh, my PhD, I remember um, I did an internship with my supervisor and, and I asked, hey, I, I'm really into like video games right now. Can I do like a project related to video games? And she said, nope. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I came in on the weekend and I did it anyways. Mm. And this uh, project, which was essentially uh, Google Earth and Warcraft 3 using voice commands and gestures, turned out to be my PhD. There we go. You know, don't let other people limit your creativity. Hmm. And I remember even when I first spoke with my professor and I told him, oh, I'm really interested in these like, like flip phones, the Motorola like WAP uh, phones. I want to <laughs> do some cool programs with that. And his message was like, why? why? Why not just take your computer today and just do whatever you want and then assume that in five, 10 years, all of the technology is going to catch up. You can have that level of power into your phone. And mm -hmm. so it was like, don't let the current state of technology limit your creativity. Right. Just understanding that there are all these barriers all the time towards creativity. Yeah. And you have to recognize what they are. And you have to realize that a lot of them, like barriers to creativity is right here, right here in your own mind. And when we're reflecting, we're often saying stories to ourselves like, I can't do this. You know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling really stressed out right now. I'm feeling so alone. That's the foundation. Yeah. Foundation is your mindset about mm -hmm. creativity. Is creativity yeah. a thing that somebody can give to you? No, not really. Mm -hmm. It starts with you and it starts with your own self-confidence. Yeah. And I am confident that whatever teachers do, you know, to get the student interest, whatever it takes. Like I have to start with the, the, the you know, if they really like Jake and the Neverland Pirates and they really like Frozen, I have to start there. Sure. Because I know that I have the interest. And then later I have to show them that actually it was never Jake. Yeah. It was always you. It was always your creativity and your interests. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Oh. Is I need to understand you. Like to me, creativity is an expression of yourself. Know yourself and then you will know creativity. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, that's so, so good. And I and again I just I would wrap it up by just saying like The situation that we're in right now, going back to what you said at the outset, was the opportunity to reflect on what we are doing right now. And is this a challenge? Yes. But I have I've had several conversations with many of my, my friends and colleagues. I think the positives, the benefits that are going to come out of this in terms of because teachers are being forced to be creative. <laughs> They're being forced to do things that, they, that they've never done before. They're being forced to, to learn new strategies, new technology, new, new methods of instruction. I mean, whether it's Flipgrid, I mean, is, is, a, is, a, is a very simple example, but coming on the outside, when, we, when everything returns to, to normal, so to speak, what, look, at the, look at the skill set that we're going to have on the other side 
And that's, it's, it's, again, going back to, again, the beginning, the positive, let's look at the positives. Is this, yeah. this stinks right now, but their good will come out of this. I think a great deal of good will come out of this. So, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by, by your, by your, 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 your thoughts on creativity. Cause it just, it's just dead on. It's dead on. So Brent, I, I really like that you mentioned um, this, this new opportunity, these new skill sets uh, that are mm-hmm. going to be developed. I, I fully agree. So, you know, after I finished uh, my, my PhD, like computer science, psychology, uh, that area, uh, I ended up working for like a ed tech company, um, building one of the first interactive tabletops uh, for education. And after that, like I've realized that it's not really just about my own creativity. It's about inspiring the creativity of yep. others. Yep. And so that's something that I do now um, as uh, a VP at a company called Nui Tech, where we build software that is mostly focused around how can we use this screen in, in kind of novel ways. So maybe split the screen and, and use it so that you can bring a bunch of different pieces together into like mm-hmm. one coherent whole. Um, and one thing that I've learned uh, kind of in this whole process, and I, I agree with you. So what's going to happen was, is with COVID, as somebody who, like, my focus is all jobs, right? Yeah. Like, I, I know in the United States, uh, you guys really care about standards, but everywhere else in the world, uh, <laughs> they care about jobs, yeah. right? Like, if you, you speak to any ministers. And so I'm very concerned about, well, what is happening in the fourth industrial revolution? Mm-hmm. Who is hiring, by the way? Right. It turns out pretty much SMEs, like small, medium enterprises, that is less than 500 employees, mm-hmm. are the only ones who are really the, the only net uh, areas of job growth. Yeah. And if you look at it, like very in particular, it's those specific unicorns. It would be like the Airbnbs, the Ubers, those types are the ones that are really hiring these days. Yeah. And you can imagine like how different is that than right now? And you can also imagine, hmm you know what, like the only job category of growth is what we call the non-routine type of jobs, Mm -hmm. right? So all the routine jobs are the ones that are declining rapidly. They're they're, they're falling. They're being being replaced. Exactly. From from McDonald's teller cashiers to, yeah, everywhere. Right. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. now, like imagine you're the CEO of McDonald's and you've already done some level of automation. But now you've got COVID-19, you're thinking, how do I automate the rest of that stack? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't need cooks. I don't need anybody else now. Like just freaking machine, the thing pops out. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. There's a whole new category. Like jobs, like things are going to change and they're not going to go back yeah. to the way that they were. Yeah. And we have to recognize that nobody cares about what you know, right? Like I know there's so much emphasis right now on literacy and numeracy. What can you do? Like mm-hmm. nobody's going to pay you to read. Yeah. Nobody's going to pay you to be able to, to add a few numbers. If you can, if, like actually speaking and listening, if you're really good at speaking and you're really good at listening, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can make a lot of money. Maybe yeah. you can do sales. Maybe there's like, a, you could be a psychologist. Absolutely. You could be a yeah. consultant. There's a million yeah. things you could do. But, you know, writing, hmm, it's harder. But copywriting, mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're doing marketing, um, mm-hmm. the other part would be like 
mathematics, like just adding and subtracting, like a lot of the things like calculus, it's really hard to make a lot of money, yeah. you know, without like, there's very specific jobs where you can use that, but accounting statistics, oh, every company needs that. Sure. Right. Everybody's yeah. moving into data, right? So mm-hmm. if you know those things, you, you deserve a lot of money, yeah. right? So yeah. it, like I'm, to me, it's, it's a real blessing to be able to talk to my kids about the skills that I think are really important. And you know what? I might not complete all of the packets um, mm-hmm. because it, it basically, it boils down to the kids. Like the kids yeah. will try them and say like, no way, this is, this is boring. I'm not going to do it. And I'm okay with that. Mm. Right? Like they'll be fine, you know, if yeah. they don't do all of this material. Yeah. But this is the opportunity. This is the time to really talk about what are the skills that I really want you to develop. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are related to how do you think about yourself? What is your mindset like? Yeah. You know, and this is the biggest challenge I see is as educators, we, we say, oh, we're training them for any future job and those kind of things. But the reality is we train kids to be like ourselves. Mm. So whatever we do, they try to emulate. We're the role models. Yeah. So if they see their teacher who is mostly doing like, let's say they've been teaching for 10 years or 15 years and they've been mostly doing the same thing, then students are going to have this expectation that most of what they do are going to do in their future career is going to be routine work. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, like in Alberta where I live, we have record unemployment of uh, male use who have degrees, degree holding male use wow. who can't get jobs. There are no jobs out there mm-hmm. for this type of routine work. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so that's the, that is the challenge of our, our day is we need to think about if you see a teacher who is really creative, you know, maybe they don't teach specifically to that test. They, they teach in a very different way, which is just all motivation. It's all like student sure. interest. Whoa. And, that's, and that's, what, that's what I've always believed. It's like if, if you're doing it, I'm going to say if you're doing it right, <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing, if you're inspiring creativity, if you're, if you're in engaging students and stuff like that, the test scores are going to follow. It, 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 it's all, it's all going to come together. So, well, like, doctor, go ahead. That's the key. Um, yeah. It, uh, well, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just end with. Yeah. Educators, you're the role models. Just like the principals, you're the role models. You want your students to be creative. You got to be creative. Mm-hmm. And if you want your students to become entrepreneurs, you need to seriously look about at becoming an entrepreneur. You're, you're like, if you're afraid of technology and you're afraid of like starting your own YouTube channel or having a social media presence, mm-hmm. your students are going to feel the same way. Yep. And so just understand you are such a huge, inf- one teacher yep. can totally change the trajectory of a person's life. I know this to be true. Because this happened to me. It, 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 and, and, and I, th- <clears throat> I think the vast majority of people have that teacher. Mm-hmm. That whether it, that whether it mm-hmm. moved them into education, but there, we have that, everyone, we have that one teacher who believed in us, who, who, who inspired us, who, who gave, and like in your case, who extended grace and, and realized there, there was a reason behind the behavior. And I, I think that's, that's just a great lesson for all of us. Well, Dr. Ed, this is, this has been fantastic. Um, for anyone who, who is listening and is like, gosh, I, I want more. Where, where can they, where can they get a hold of you and connect with you online? Uh, absolutely. So 
you go to uh, on Twitter, it's at Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R-E-T. Um, so Dr. E-T on Twitter. Um, you can also visit like uh, the company website that I work with. Uh, it's called newitech.com, N-U-I-T-E-Q.com. Um, okay. And there's a lot of information about some of the, the different types of products that we offer, but also it's about creativity. And my focus there has been on how can we deliver a curriculum a new, like a fourth industrial curriculum, mm. something that is really going to help people get those future jobs. And awesome. it boils down to Socratic method. It boils down to creativity. So we'd Very love to cool. share. I have, I have a bunch of white papers and stuff on future jobs and the skills needed to get them. There's some really good data already from the World Economic Forum awesome. um, that you guys need to look at. You know, if you're serious about jobs, then there's some, there's some really great stuff out there. Very cool. Very cool. Definitely. We'll check that out. So, well, Dr. Ed, thank you again for, for, for sharing your story and for, for folks listening. Thank you for listening. Hope you, you got something out of this. And as I say so frequently, even if you didn't, and even if you didn't listen, I did, I got something out of this, so it's all good. So, and if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe again. You can find teaching tales in, uh, iTunes, uh, Google play, Spotify, pretty much uh, stitcher, or you can listen directly on the podcast page at brentcoley.com. And until next time, have a good one.